Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we are well in the midst of clay. <laughs> I got well, clay in my shoes. I got clay in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> We are on the road to Roland Garros. Brother Bryce, how are you feeling about what is happening on the clay courts going into Roland Garros? Man, well, I'm going to be honest with you. The the men's side is a little more exciting for me right now. (laughs) Um, You know, um, yes, it's good. And I'm enjoying it. And... Uh, but don't get me wrong. There's definitely some good stuff happening on the women's side as well. But shoot, let's talk about it. Madrid last week. Oh uh, yeah. And, and you know what? Let's do this, Isaac. Since I since I set that up like that. Uh huh. Let's go ahead and talk about the women first. Let's do it, man. Let's go ahead and do it. So, um, Madrid. We were there. I mean, I physically there but we were watching <laughs> uh, Madrid and you know the interesting thing is you know for this tournament who was originally the top seed that I mean was well was it was it, it was Iga but she was pulled, out. she pulled out yes so then Layla ended up they moved her up into that number one spot as the 17th uh seed right but um you know, I, you know, do we need to talk about how we got to a Pagula Jabur final? I, I tell you what, Bryce, it, it was a lot of upsets, a okay. lot of, you know, and it, it, it's kind of what we are rel- relatively used to on the women's side of the draw, minus Iga Sviatek. Um, <laughs> you know, because right. some of the some of the more dependable people like your Naomi Osaka, this, of course, isn't her favorite surface. And mm-hmm. She's still kind of getting her footing. Um, all the other ladies, there's there's always that little something that's going on with them um, that causes them not to necessarily, you know, capture the moment. Because to me, in, in my opinion, this was one of those tournaments where someone like a, a Sakari or a, um, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 goodness, why am I forgetting her name? Uh, Sabalenka, you know, some, one of those two, in my opinion, sh- you know, should have, should have, you know, stepped up and said, okay, Iga's not here. Let me go ahead and, and, and pull this out. And that didn't happen. Uh, there was just, I, in my opinion, more nerves and, you know, I, you know, well, it, 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 Sabalenka got spanked up in the first round by uh, Anna Simova. So, you know, <laughs> and, and just just some weird, you know, weird upsets. But again, that's what the trend is on the women's side. I mean, you had someone like Jill Teichman have a incredible tournament, um, right. you know, and we've always kind of looked at her and, and thought very highly of her game. So the fact that she's in a, a 1000 event and not even ranked is 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 pretty suspect. Um and yeah, just just some weird, weird upsets, Bryce. Overall, so you know, lady side is just <laughs> it, it's it's kind of crazy. But I think during clay and honestly during grass, we're gonna see a lot of that. Minus Ega being in the draw, and, and mind you, Contivate wasn't in the draw, so there were a couple people that to me have that 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 I, I hate to say mental strength that just weren't in the draw. 
and and I think they would have brought a a bit more stability had they been in 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 there. Well, you know, let's do this. Let's talk about some of these upsets, and I'll just kind of walk through a couple of them. And you know, first one, I, I'm not gonna really. This wasn't an upset, but I want to acknowledge it as maybe some growth that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radakanu got through a couple of rounds. She did, and, and actually went down, you know, kind of hard in three sets against uh, Kalanina. Yeah, and Kalanina actually had a very, very good uh, tournament as well because she took out Sloan in the first round and then took out Muguruza and gave her a bagel <laughs> yes. and sent her home and was like, I don't care if we are in Madrid and you're... Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> scared of you. Walk right. on, sis. Walk on. <laughs> and uh, so Kalanina, I have to say, yeah, I, I got to start putting her on the radar because she is getting some... I'm seeing her name more and more. Yep. So she's, yeah, she, we, we need to pay attention to her, I feel. Right. Well, and keeping it moving, Kasakina taking out Sakari in the second yeah. round. Yeah, once again, you know, opportunity there. And for Sakari to go out with a breadstick in the third, that to me just, that doesn't sit right. I mean, again, you're supposed to be a top player. You're supposed to be contending potentially for Grand Slam titles. And you go out to Kazakina with a breadstick in the third? Mm. Something just ain't right right there, man. Something well, you right. know well, you know what's worse than going out on a breadstick in the third? Mm. Is going out on a breadstick in the second. And that would be <laughs> what Naomi Osaka did against the Rebus Tormo. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like we talked about at the Olympics, bro. There are certain players that Osaka is just going to have difficulty with. And I see a Cerebus Tormo being that type of a player, especially on clay, which is not Naomi's, uh, you know, favorite surface. And and Cerebus Tormo, like I said, her, you know, the person she looked up to was um, uh, Wayne uh, Ferrer. So David Ferrer, not Wayne, David (laughs) Ferrer. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong one. And you know, so she, you know, she, she's, she's all about that work, putting in that work, and she's gonna right. make you work. And if you are slightly off your game, she is going to make you pay. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened when she got a hold of Naomi Osaka. She was like, "No, nah, sis, we on clay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't have none of that black girl magic up here. <laughs> no." You <don't>. no. <laughs> So, keeping it moving, mm. starting to look a little better, I guess, is Andrescu. Yeah. Because uh, she picked up Danielle Collins and definitely left her <laughs> with two breadsticks. With two of them, bro. That was that was a big win. I, I, I was not expecting that type of a beatdown by Andrescu of, of Danielle Collins. But Danielle, I don't know. She, she didn't have her same feistiness as she typically does. So I wonder if she's still dealing with an injury, to be very honest with you. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. And then, you know, Hallop, with her new coach, Patrick mm-hmm. Murata Glue, free, <laughs> free of the Williams clan now, apparently. <laughs> well, um, hell, free of everybody. She she didn't let the he didn't let the Williams sisters go. He didn't let Coco Golf go. He didn't let Cece Paz go. Remember, he always used to be up in everybody's camp. He yeah, he didn't let him go, bro. Right. Um, yeah, that. Uh, well, look, she had good wins this week. I mean, um, you know, taking out Bedosa 
the number mm-hmm. two seed, uh, three and one. You know, she. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at that. I was looking at Bedosa, what she did to Cooter. <laughs> okay. yeah, she, she told her, you know what? We're not going to be out here real long. No. <laughs> but then and she took out Coco Golf, four and yep. four. Um, yep. and, and so at the end of the day, with all these upsets, we end up at a. I was about to say a Masters. We end up at a, a WTA 1000 tournament with. Jessica Bagula and Jabur in the finals. And no disrespect to them. I mean, they're great. They're good players, yes. you know, but you don't, I mean, when you think of the finals of a 1,000 level tournament, you know, you expect for them to probably go out in the quarters. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, it, was, it was definitely not your traditional, oh, this is who I would put my money on to make a, a 1,000 level final. Uh, whatsoever. I mean, you know, because Jabir was still struggling just to, you know, get get a title on, you know, 250 slash 500 level. Um, and and it, hell, same thing, same thing with Pagula. So the fact that both of them made the final was uh, a bit a bit surprising, and it showed in that final because to me there were a lot of nerves, um, and it wasn't the prettiest of tennis, if I have to, you know, you know, call it like I saw it. But, you know, overall, I think Jabur kind of, you know, she got a little mental with it. And then finally, I think it, she just kind of snapped out of it and was like, you know what? This is one of my best surfaces. You know, I, I should win this match. And I think she really just kind of got herself together, even though she took that bagel in that second set. Um, she, she really kind of reset and, and, and to me played really good tennis in that third set. Right. Uh, yeah, because those were some huge swings. I mean, the first set with the 7-5, but then, you know, um, Jabur losing that second set with a bagel and then coming back and winning that third with the whole biscuit. Big swings there toward the end of that match. Well, no, all through it, brother, because Jesse was actually up in the first set. She was up a break in that first set, and Anj Jabur kind of reset herself and came back and took that set 7-5. So truthfully, you know, Jessica should have actually taken that first set, but then she started getting nervous at the wrong time. And then Jabur, it was just weird, man. It was just a weird match all around. So for at least for a thousand level, I mean, I, I, you you know what I mean? It's just kind of like you expect to see their best tennis come out. And I don't know that we got that in that final. Um, But regardless, like we, we were saying though, these two young ladies got there, you know, and so that's a big accomplishment, biggest title, biggest final for, yeah, for, for both. both of them. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Pagula and to Jabur. And um, that's 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 great. Now, do you think no? Well, I know we still have the Italian coming up, but it'll mm-hmm. be very interesting to see if they're able to parlay these victories into, you know, more results this clay court season. I, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I think, I think both of them are playing with a good level of confidence. Um, I still feel like there's, you know, I, I don't know that I would be picking them, you know, to go <laughs> too far, if you will. I mean, right. I, I, I would pick Jabur to probably, well, actually, you know, I would pick both of them to make the second week of the French. I, I wouldn't pick either of them to win it. Right. Um, but I, de- I, I, I could see both of them potentially making the second week when I think about everybody else that's kind of out there. And again, it's on clay. Right. Um, 
you know, it, it to me, you know, certain people like Halep, it, it just kind of depends on how she continues to, to, you know, do under, under Patrick's tutelage and, and, you know, cause I, I, I always think Halep is, is, is somebody to watch out for because mm-hmm. like I said, she, she, she has proven that, you know, when she, when she is playing her top level, yep. she can be rough. She can beat anybody. <laughs> she and can. You, and you know what? She's probably hyped right now with having Patrick in her corner. Right. Exactly. She's trying to prove something at this point. So, yep. yeah, I, I, I would, I, you know, if I had some spare change, I definitely would, would, would think about putting some on Halep to, you know, to do something pretty big at the, at the French. I mean, yeah. ultimately, I think it's going to be Iga, um, but overall... <laughs> I, I, you know, if someone is going to take Iga out, well, I don't know if it would be Halep because she already done proved that she could spank up on Halep uh, at the French. French. Yeah, yeah. I think it would. I still think it, even though Bedoza took that real bad beating, I still think it would be a Bedoza that or a Contevate who who can potentially challenge an Iga. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll. I mean, that's that's why we watch it, man. That's that's why they call it sport. So uh, one question before we move on to the men. Yeah. I, I, I didn't hear why Suyatek pulled out. Was it just, you know, just resting or? I think it was just rest because she's at the Italian. So she's planning okay. to uh, defend her, her title at, at the Italian this, this mm-hmm. week. So I just think that for her, she was just like, hey, I didn't I didn't spank up on y'all enough. I'm going to let y'all go on ahead and get your little crumbs. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and I'm come back and defend my Italian. Right. So, you know what I mean? And and I think scheduling wise it makes sense because it gives her a break. She goes into this one and you know, she'll play for a week and then she gets another week off going mm-hmm. into the French Open. So even if she does lose, that's that's fine simply because she's just gaining her footing. And that's the other thing that they commented on, Bryce, is that Madrid is a very different surface yep. than the Italian and the and Roland Garros. Yep. So it's it's apparently the altitude a, yeah the out exactly uh-huh. so so yeah she may be thinking no nah, I don't want to mess up my game let me let me <laughs> right. let me get on a surface that's going to resemble Roland Garros that way Correct. I know exactly where I'm at going into that tournament. Correct. No, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, man. Now look as we transition over to the men, I want to repeat what we was talking about a couple weeks ago. Hmm. For those of y'all that think we are overhyping Alcaraz, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it right there. That, 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 that's it. <laughs> look at look at the standings uh, going into uh, the race to the year in championships. That's all you gotta say, right? You know. And if you want to talk about how Spain is representing, if you take Nadal's results and Alcaraz's results, there ain't no crumbs left for nobody else. <laughs> Hey, no crumbs. None. No crumbs left for nobody else. <laughs> if you take Nadal's results and Alcaraz's results, who else has done something? Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's it's very, very limited, limited crumbs. Limited. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, it's, it's crazy. So, talking about the men. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know... The men kind of held to form, right? Yes. Um, through the tournament. I mean, that we really didn't have a, a major or significant upset, I feel, until 
the quarterfinals. Right, right. Um, because, you know, Djokovic in the quarters did what he was supposed to do against Herkage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, CeCe Pies showed the door to Rublev. Yep. Um, Zverev, you know, told FAA to still go work on that forehand. It's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better, but, but it's not, not quite, quite there, there yet. <laughs> right. Not just yet. No. And, 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 and honestly, going into, because, you know, I'm just so stuck on the doll and when he gets on the clay and is ready to do his thing, I was expecting for him to take out Alcaraz. Now, I was expecting it to be a close match, mm-hmm. but I was expecting for him to win. Not I wouldn't have been surprised if Alcaraz won, but I was still leaning towards Nadal and Alcaraz. Talk about that match. I, I, I don't even know that I could put that match into words. Um, either, well, that match or the other two. Um, but <laughs> Bryce, it was, it was outstanding. Um, yep. How he played against Rafa that first set was just simply outstanding. Um, like and and it it continues to be reiterated. The young man does not have any holes in his game. Um, his his forehand, his backhand, his serve, his volleys, his drop shots. They made comments basically saying that his drop shot is one of the best that they have seen all time. I mean, yep. some of the folks on the tennis channel were saying that. And it's funny because I heard Courier was like, all right, now Fabrice Santuro is sitting there with his eyebrow raised. And Andy Riley was like, Mm-mm, he ain't had no power to back it up like uh, Alcaraz. Right. And right. that's the thing. Alcaraz pushes you so far back because he's got that ridiculous power. And right. then he's got that touch that it's like, okay, you get by, you get too far and I'm going to put this drop shot on you. And <laughs> I just was amazed at... And again, trying to focus right now just on the Nadal match because it's hard because you look at what he did. But yeah, he just he just really, in my opinion, Bryce played some incredible, incredible tennis. And let's talk about what happened during that second set. He took Mm -hmm. a tumble. Yep. And, you know, Nadal is like, okay, he gets he grabs the momentum. Yep. Doesn't win a game. In fact, he does not win another game that set. It was yep. one all when he took that tumble. Mm-hmm. And then the doll was like, uh oh, you know, it was like, oh, you, you know, you ain't 100 percent. OK. And the doll was like, yep, I'm going I'm to put them things on you. And he did gave him bread. <laughs> but then Carlos was like, but we're not done, sir. We're not done. We're going to test our we're going to test our rib injury. We're going to test it. Because what I am young and I got a whole lot of fitness going on up in <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> Bryce, I, I, <laughs> I, I did not expect for him to rebound in that manner. And 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 let's just, Bryce, let's put this in context. Mm-hmm. This is this is your hero. This is yep. the guy that you looked up to. That the Spain, you know, Spanish crowd was behind. Let's be clear. They right. were giving Alcaraz love, but you could tell they were one. They were behind Nadal, right. and you hell the Spanish president was was up in the crowd checking out this match. Yep. How just all the people that were there, all the fanfare, for you to take the first set, have a tumble, get drove, and get and get a breadstick the second set to then be able to rebound and reset 
against your hero, the person that has the most Grand Slam singles titles on the men's side of all time. Yep. You rebound and you take him out 6-3 with... You know what? Come on, speak on it, Bryce. It was incredible. I think one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough is the fact that they keep trying to dissect his game. But he's got the good ground strokes. He's got the good drop shot. He's got the good serve. He's got the good hands at the net. He's got the good movement on the court. I think equal to, if not above all that, is his mental game. Thank you. And because without that, none of those other physical attributes matter. Yep. And this guy is able to, and I think, I can't remember if it was Djokovic who said it in the press conference, but somebody mentioned, they were like, his ability to not lose sight or focus in the biggest moments of the match for somebody who was 19. 19, bro. Just turned 19 during the tournament. Right. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely huge. And you're right. And you put all, because like everything that you just said about how Nadal is revered by the country, by the the media, by, you know, Alcaraz himself. But I do think one thing he had going for him with um, Nadal is Nadal is probably the one player on tour that he has hit against the most. Right. Very true. So when you talk about, and and don't get me wrong, that alone can't win you the match. Right, right. right. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I could go hit with Nadal every day for the next year and not beat him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I do think that there is a level of comfort with his shots because most people, when they play Nadal, I mean, unless they're, you know, a veteran on tour or whatever, they've never played with anybody whose balls bounce like that. Right. And he's seen that. A lot. Yes. And so I think that even helped him in terms of not only how he was able to play against Nadal, but he was not overwhelmed mentally mm-hmm. about what Nadal had to throw at him. And so he was just, he was, like I said, he kept testing him. He was like, you know, say it with your chest. Say it with your <laughs> chest. No, that chest ain't right yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got you. So, so he takes out Nadal. Right. Yes. Now, talk to me about the semis. You know, he uh, Djokovic, number one player in the world, you know, looking Mm -hmm. good. Mm hmm. (laughs) Again. And and so he overcomes the doll. We're still concerned about, you know, the foot, Mm -hmm. you know, and and thinking, okay, how is this? How is he going to be? You know, he played this long match with the doll. You know what, what? You know what's 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 up? How's he how's he gonna do it? He gets out there and you know he balls. I mean he played a great first set. Um, I think Djokovic kind of did what Djokovic does, yes. which because he was he was down. He mm-hmm. Djokovic was down a break in fact, and Djokovic was like, no no no, young man, uh, I'm Djokovic. I'm number one in the world, so I'm about to get this break back. And he got it back and took it into that tiebreaker. And it was a great tiebreaker, but Djokovic, again, he's like, I'm the number one player in the world. I'm going to do just enough, and I'm going to sneak this set out. And that's what he did. And was I concerned at that point? 
Yes, I was. <laughs> right. Because it's Djokovic. I mean, let's let's be clear, y'all. It's Djokovic. And when Djokovic is, you know, in competitive mode and he get and he comes back and takes that first set, he really deflates a lot of his opponents. But with Carlos or Carlitos Alcaraz, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie was like, listen, we still got a long way to go here, sir. So understand this. This battle ain't over. Right. And he dug in, bro. He dug in and he made he was really making Djokovic look uncomfortable. Yep. I, 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 and that to me was surprising. You know, because, you know, Djokovic, will, you know, he'll do his thing where, oh, he's all off balance. Oh, you know, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll do that whole that whole dramatic thing. Right. I don't think he wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> Alvarez was literally he I mean, just he, he just he just was not letting him letting him get comfortable, man. And while they were going back and forth, back and forth. You just saw that that young man had confidence and he was like, you know what? I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And when he got that break to get the second set, I was like, okay, now, okay. And you start in the third set serving? That yep. to me was huge, Bryce. That because it's that pressure at that point. It's like, can you withstand the pressure? And I think that Djokovic needed, in my opinion, to hold to, to at least you know, have his serve or hold his serve, even if he had lost in a tiebreaker in the second set, he would have done better by being able to serve going into the third set because I think he would have put more pressure on Carlitos, but it was flipped. And anyway, I'm talking a lot. It it, it was just amazing, bro. I just, I don't even have words for that match. That was one of my favorite matches to watch. And I watched all three hours and what have you of it. And I would have taken more if it were given to me. <laughs> I <laughs> Talk like to that. me about it, bro. Talk. What was your feeling during that match? Well, you know, I'm going to bounce back to the Nadal match. So some of the things that we said about him, now the situation was different. Yes. You know, he hasn't hit with Djokovic as much as he's hit with Nadal. And, you know, he was clearly the favorite yep. in terms of the crowd and the support. And everything this time around. And so basically, I felt like he showed you in two matches. It doesn't matter which side of the situation he's on. It doesn't change what he knows he has to do on the court. That's right. And and I honestly just want to take a moment. Because, you know, we don't always give props to where all the places where props are due. I think if Juan Carlos Ferrero does not get coach of the year... Come on now. This year? I'm just saying. If if he does not get coached, because I think what Juan Carlos Ferrero has done with this guy is so beyond just being able to hit the ball within the lines. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, So beyond that. And, um, you know, it's very reminiscent in terms of the the kind of the, the vibe of the camp of the Nadal family camp. Right. The, the, right. I mean, he's not his uncle like Uncle Tony was Nadal, but you you feel that same kind of family connection, like it's yep. more than just a coach and a player. Exactly. Right? Yep. There's a different level of investment there. 
um, and, and, and a different level of honor and respect from Alcaraz's side than you typically have from a player to a coach. That's right. And so I think a lot of those other things, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you heard the commentators talking about like something we've heard about another player where, you know, they monitor how much he's on his phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. The tournament. All these other things, all, they really play into the intangibles right. of what he does on the court. Yep. And so um, so the fact that he was able to muster up everything that he needed to to win seven sets. Not many people win a third set tiebreaker in best of three against Djokovic. Correct. I mean, that's normally the moment where Djokovic decides, and Federer will come talk to you about it, you know, <laughs> when he decides that he's not going to miss a ball. That's right. He's going to dig in, and he's going to let you make the mistake. And that wasn't working. That wasn't working, bro. It wasn't working. And, and Carlitos was like, yo, I, I can stay here as long as you can. I'm not afraid of you. And oh, by the way, Here's this drop shot for you. Because <laughs> did you, Bryce, did you see how we ended the second set when jo- when he hit the drop shot, Djokovic gets to the drop shot, hits what I considered to be a winner. Mm-hmm. Alvarez is so quick. That little something slid up into that thing, pushed it down the line. It was like, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> Say my name. Say it. What? <laughs> Man. That match was so good. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. So, we've got Carlos now in the finals. Oh, yeah. Now, the other semifinal. Now, I didn't see the other semifinal. I only saw the score. Right. But we had the matchup that we wanted to see down there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Against Cece Poss. And Isaac, you know, talked to us about it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you as well. I did not see, uh, funny enough, I watched all of the Alcaraz match, but I did not see it. I did not see it, to be honest with you. Funny enough, I did see the Zverev FAA, which was very disappointing because, yeah, Zverev was like, yeah, I'm I'm, going to give it to you strong right here. But I didn't see the Tsitsipas uh, match. Now, I'm happy it went three sets because to mm-hmm. me, Tsitsipas, you know, you know, because he's he's he, he you know, it, clay is his surface. And what I will say is, even though I did not see the match, I would think that if they match up at the Italian or at the French, I'm still voting for Tsitsipas over Zverev if they do have to battle, because, again, the conditions are different. Right. So, right. but so I didn't see the matchup, but again, very happy that they went three sets. But yeah, bro, I was so exhausted after watching Carlitos. I I just I just had I just I had nothing else to give. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and, and and yeah, like I said, those two matches back to back, Nadal and and bro, did you see the match point against Nadal? I when he uh, the fact that Nadal hit that lefty swing. Carlos runs and hits a one-hander to get it back in yeah. play. Wow. And, and, and then Nadal hits a swing volley, and he just curved it right into the court. I got chills, bro. I, got, <laughs> I literally got chills. And you know, I'm, I, you know I, I have grown to give mad love and respect to Rafa. Yes. But at that point, I was like, 
I want Carlitos to win this match. I really, really do. And when he curved that thing in that corner, I, I just stood up. I was like, little boy, <laughs> you, you better play this game called tennis. It's, it's not what I'm saying. Man. So I'm sorry, bro. I did not have a lot of energy. That bottom half did not get much love from me at all. <laughs> I feel you. Well, let me tell you what. This is the way I felt. So yeah. going into the finals, you know, you have Carlito, who has beaten Nadal. Mm-hmm. And he has beaten Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, you are playing the Verov in the final, and I say, you bet not. You bet not. See? You bet not lose. And you know what? <laughs> All I'm going to say is me and my mom was rushing to, to scarf down our Mother's Day meal so we could get back <laughs> to see some of the match. And I tell you what, if we hadn't have done that, by the time we got back, there wouldn't have been no match to see. You'd have missed it. You'd have missed it. Because I'm going to tell you what, Carlitos was like, now you know what, Sasha? <laughs> Hmm. Do you know? I just took out my idol yep. in the quarters. What? I just took out the number one hmm? player in the world what? in the semis. Hmm. Do you honestly believe that I'm gonna waste some time with you? Uh-uh. And my ankle, my ankle sore too. And my ankle sore? This Son, ain't gonna be long. This ain't gonna be long. <laughs> No, you're not going to be ready. You are not ready for this level of tennis that I have. Right. And he and he showed it to him, bro. I mean, he went in there and and just snatched up Sasha by his little golden locks and was dragging <laughs> him around the court. <laughs> I was like, sir, you're not ready for this. No, no. I mean, I t- you know... They showed, you know, when they had the camera on Sasha at the end of the match when he was hmm. on the bench, he looked like he didn't know where he was at. He was defeated, bro. He just looked like he was straight up confused, like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> what just happened? I went through this tournament, and I got skull drugged like this? Yes. By a 19-year-old who just turned 19. Just turned 19. Bruh. He, yeah, he was perplexed. You, even during the match, them double faults, and he was literally confused. Because, again, Alcaraz played him to the T. If he got too far behind the baseline, he dropped shot. Yep. If he got too close, he, he just simply oh, he just, he just hit him. I mean, just as far as power goes. And right. mind you, Zverev has a lot of power. We know this. He's a big guy. He has a lot of power. But Carlos can redirect that power. And he was just like, okay, I'll just take you down the line. You know, if mm-hmm. we don't get in these cross courts, I'll just take you down the line. And if you get too far back, I'm gonna, here come this drop shot here that you can't read. Here it comes. Right. Right. Bruh. Yeah, because, and I can't remember, I was talking to somebody and I, I told him, I said, you know, with Zverev, where he can really get you is if he can get you in those baseline rallies. And right. even though Alcaraz, Probably could have just hung with him. He was like, I don't know, I ain't doing that. Uh, my leg is, my little foot. Uh. <laughs> I'm not trying to be out here spending time with you. I just spent five plus hours with yep. the number one, play, with the two, you know, two of the three, two of the of the big three. Right. Do you really, I mean, Bryce, he, he cleaned his clock in roughly an hour. He did. And you know something else I thought? 
You know, by the time they played that semifinal with uh, Cece Paz and uh, Zverev, mm-hmm. they knew the result from the first one. Oh, yeah. And Cece Paz was like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was like, I'm tired of that little one <laughs> right over there. <laughs> I'm not about to become some stat on uh, Alcaraz again. Right? You know? Oh, oh. And you know, well, we'll talk about that on the after show, but there unfortunately was another stat in that tournament, but we won't mention that here. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so, shout, so what does this mean? Let's, you know, about Alcaraz now. Alcaraz now has two 1,000 level mm. titles, a yes. 500 and a 250, you know, He's. We said by the end of the year he was going to be in the top five. He is number six mm-hmm. right now, and uh, number two on the race to the to to the championships, I believe. Or is he is he behind Nadal, or did he surpass Nadal? I can't quite remember. I would assume he was behind Nadal, so Nadal won Australia. Correct. There you go. Yeah, but, he's but he's right behind him. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. He yeah, ain't, he ain't too many points behind Nadal. Right. So I mean, I. <laughs> I, you know, I you know, I think people are starting to, you know, the people, the initial people are like, oh, he's getting overhyped or whatever. I think they're starting to come off of that because they're they're seeing the results. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. What what do we think this guy I, do you think he will win a major this year in 2022? I I do. I do. And, and and let me throw this out here, because I know the last time we recorded, or at least maybe this was on our after show on IG, I can't quite remember. But remember, I threw it out there and I said that I believe that Alcaraz is going to be a double digit Grand Slam singles champion. Yes, yes, you did. I, I, I jumped out there strong. You did. And I hesitated. And, 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 that's, and that's OK, because that's, I get it. I, you know, I was trying to be crazy. But apparently somebody else who was listening to our podcast <laughs> decided they want to jump on the bandwagon as well. And I ain't mad with the company. Why did, why did Jim Courier say the exact same thing during, t- during Tennis Channel Live? They were talking yeah. about Alcarez and he, he said basically and – I, and I recorded it because when he said it, I was like – did Jim just steal my steal my stat? <laughs> I said, wait a minute, Jim Courier. Jim yeah. Courier put it out there and was like, I believe of all of the he because he was like, Yeah, I give you know Medvedev and CC Paz and all those guys, I think they will be Grand Slam champions. And he put FAA out there as well. He said, But as far as someone who I feel will will get double digits, I think that is Carlos Alcaraz. And I was like, I, I, I feel that, Bryce, because again. If we are struggling at this point to find gaps in his game, and he just turned <laughs> nineteen, right? I, I, I just don't. Again, barring injury, and this is what you know. We all know about the injury bug, so you can never, you know, you know, you just never know what's going to happen there. But barring injury, I just don't know that that I wouldn't see him. Getting double-digit Grand Slam singles titles, I just, I just, I, it would be, and I honestly believe that he will likely win either the U.S. Open or the Australian. I don't know that I will give him the French simply because I still feel like Nadal best three out of five. 
Yeah. If if he's healthy, and that's the whole thing, because you know they were talking about his foot and all this other stuff that's you know they were noticing him hobbling a little bit. But if Nadal is good, I think it's going to still be extremely difficult to take him out at Roland Garros, best three out of five. Um, I, I agree. You I, know, but if you tell if you talk to me about again, the U.S. Open and Australian, mm-hmm, I absolutely think that he can win a Grand Slam within the next year. I really do. What are your thoughts, bro? What are your thoughts again? Like you saw, just on Alcaraz in general and his potential. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to repeat everything that you've said. I mean, it's it's you know, <laughs> we mentioned it. Yeah. The 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 lack of weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, one of the most impressive things I saw from him was when we were at Indian Wells, and he was playing Monfils. Right. Do you know how good your drop shot has to be to be drop shot <laughs> Monfils? Exactly. On the hard court. Right. Monfils is like the worst person in the world for you to drop shot. Yep. Because he's going to get there enough time to make up his mind what he wants to do with the ball and then hit it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And his drop shot was so strong that he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am very excited about two things. Number one. I'm very curious to see what he looks like on grass. Yes. Very curious. Yes. Um, Because the world is going to be in trouble if he is already Nadal on grass (laughs) mid-career. Show enough. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, sir. They in trouble if that's the case. The other thing that I want to see, I need Nadal and... um, Alcaraz to be on opposite sides of the draw at the French because I need for them to meet in the final because I need for Alcaraz to play Nadal where he is 13 and 0. Yes, yeah, because that's where you're going to see that's where you will see what's up because if he yes. can do if he can do that, yes, yeah, get out the way. <laughs> Just get out the way. If he beats Nadal in, a, in the final of the French, Get out the way, simply right. put. Right. Now, that's a he, look, ain't nobody been able to do that yet. Nope. And so that would be huge. And and honestly, going into the final because of that, I would absolutely have to be, I would have to say, you know, Dahl is the favorite going into that match. Right. But Alcaraz absolutely has a major shot. Mm-hmm. You know, where would you want to see Djokovic? I would want to see Djokovic on Alcaraz. No, you know what? Actually, I want to see him on Nadal's side. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I need for Nadal to get revenge from last year. That's, that, yep, that's where my head is. I need Nadal to get revenge on Djokovic. Let, let, um, let Alcaraz take care of a little next gen. <laughs> down on the other half of the draw. He'll get, he'll get CeCe Paz. Because, you know, CeCe Paz is going to do well at the French. Because, again... He, to me, is one of the top clay court players. Oh, so I expect him to be in the second week of that Grand Slam. But if he and Carl- Carlitos are on the same side, he going to be mad. <laughs> he going to be mad. He going to be mad. He, you know, he ain't, he ain't had a single sniff of a victory against <laughs> in three tries. Three tries, y'all. Come on. <laughs> three tries. So... So anyway, y'all, in summary, Carlos Alcaraz is bad and get on the bandwagon. So get, get on. 
Let's quickly, we got, you know, a few minutes left here. Yeah. Let's talk about the Italian is already on the way. Yes, yes, that's right. And do you want to start with the men or the women? Um, well, we're with the men. Let's go ahead and keep going with them. Okay. So I just want to say before we even look at the draw, I was so excited today to see Stan Vavrinka mm. get him a W. Now, I'm sorry, it was against your boy, Opelka. Uh, but, that's okay. But Stan, uh, I need him back out there. I agree. And quietly, I was I was happy with that result as well, to be very honest with you. Because, yeah. you know, Stan, he's been gone for a minute. He's still one of the big ones. So I, I need him to get some wins under his belt. And if that means Opelka got to take an L, take that L. Right. And since we're just on the whole comeback thing, we had Dominic Team, although he didn't win the day against Fonini, he looked good. Right. Yes. Looked good. So here at the Italian, because since Carlito, you know, his foot is sore from stepping on all these other players <laughs> the last couple of weeks, he, he decided to sit down for a while, rest that ankle. And he pulled out. So we don't have the Carlito show in Italy. But we do have number one seed, Djokovic. And let's just go down some of the seeds. One is Djokovic. Two is there. Three, Nadal. Four, Tsitsipas. Five, Rude. Six, Rublev. Um, FAA is next. Cam Nori. Center. Herkic. Schwarzman. Shapovalov. Opelka. uh, Who's gone. And Karina <laughs> Busta. So the most important thing really are kind of like your big anchor players. So you basically have Djokovic and Nadal on the same side. Yep. And you have Zverev and Tsitsipas again. <laughs> again. On the bottom half. Right. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's a repeat of the Madrid draw without Alcaraz. It, it, exactly. It really is. So... You know, we have what, – what do you think is going to happen? Now, I do want to just call out – I was glad to see Karatsev with his slump <laughs> himself, um, you know, get past Lloyd. Yeah. He's playing Djokovic now where there should be no pressure. But remember, he already has a W on Djokovic on clay in Serbia. Okay. So, so let, let's, just, let's just call this like it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Karasev always going to be on my team. I'm always going to have mad love for him. But Djokovic is going to beat the brakes off of Karasev. <laughs> He's going to be like, bitch, you took me out at my home grand, at my mm-hmm. home, my home tournament. Yep. No. And you off now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I, I, I would expect a drop off to happen, to be very honest with you. I right, really do. Right. I really do. I, I, I mm. The sign is going to say hot donuts. <laughs> it's going to say hot donuts. Hot. <laughs> hot. Come on, B. Come on. <laughs> so we're going to leave that right there. As much as we love Karatsev, yeah, I am definitely predicting a Nadal Djokovic uh, quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, I um, do want to call out. Oh, semi, rather. And- excuse me. Right. Now, I do want to call out in that section, even though I I agree with you with the, the Nadal, the Djokovic. You know, you got Vavrinka 
coming through there. I know he's just not coming back, but he's familiar with that Clay and Djokovic. <laughs> that, you know, that is very, very true. Um, and, you know, Stan always good for trying to trying to wreck Djokovic's wrists. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you never know. Stan might step up in there and be like, listen, we, we go way back because I ain't scared of you. Right. Um, I definitely give him a better shot than I would our boy Karate. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I just feel like Djokovic is going to be like, you know what? I owe you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. So I think it's Djokovic and Nadal. And then, look, at the bottom, are we singing the same song? Is it is it Cece Paz and Zverev again? I, 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 I honestly, I think we're singing the same song, bro. And I think there will be a different result. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I think CC Pass will make the final because, again, I think that these these conditions mimic more of Roland Garros, and I mm-hmm. think CC Pass's game he'll have a little bit more time. And and like again, I didn't see the match, but I just feel like he will be more comfortable on this surface, and he will be able to pick Zverev apart a little bit better. Okay, now who are you? So by you saying CC Pass is in the final, and I can vibe that. Yeah. What are you? saying with that Nadal Djokovic semi? You know, here's what's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) As weird as this sounds, and you know we always giving giving mad love and hype uh, to our boy Nadal, I actually have a feeling that Djokovic will get through that match. For whatever reason, I I don't know why, but I think that I would, I'm leaning towards Djokovic making the final against Tsitsipas. But I actually think CeCe Paz would take out Djokovic in the final. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like for Nadal, I don't think he will stress because I think his goal is to get matches on the surface mm-hmm. to get him right for going into Roland Garros. Because at the end of the day, Nadal don't really care about this title. He wants another Roland Garros. So the, the, winning right. the Italian is not going to do nothing more for his stats. But winning right. Roland Garros will. Right. So I think that you get a different Nadal in that Nadal Djokovic match, and I think you know I just think he doesn't play. Well, you know Nadal always plays with 100% intensity, but I don't know that he's going to care as much as far as the win loss. Right. Just my own personal thought. How are you thinking about this? How are you seeing it roll, uh, roll out? I I I can I can get that. I can get that. Um, I can. Here's the thing. There's no other scenario looking at this draw that I feel like strongly about, right? Mm-hmm. You, what you just rolled out to me is, you know, probably one of the more plausible scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, like we said, you never know what happens with Varvinka. I actually believe it or not. Uh, I don't know what has happened to Casper Ruud, but he doesn't seem to be having the same level of uh, success on the clay this year. Yeah, he's taking some com- rather, relatively curious L's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, CeCe Paz is going to be bothered by anybody in his section. And it's funny. He gets, you know, Rublev again. It's like, did they just copy the draw? <laughs> Pretty much. It seems like they did. It's crazy. You know? And Zverev got lucky because of, uh, who was that who uh, was in his section? But, um, was out who withdrew um i can't see it here on the thing but so yeah so he got a lucky loser in that 
uh, seed spot in his section. So, oh th- yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think, like you said, he meets against uh, CC Piles. I do think because of of everything that you said, you know, with the Italian mimicking the environment of of the uh, French more than Madrid, uh, I do think that does maybe give CC Piles a little extra edge uh, there. But we'll go with that. We'll go with you know Djokovic against CC Piles and. Uh, we'll go with CC Pass for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll 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 give him a little confidence going into the into the French. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll make that the brothers on tennis stance on that. So let's quickly take a look at the women here, and yeah. and Queen B is back. Yes, so, yeah, I think is sitting up there on top, overlooking the rest of her subjects. Uh, is there anybody in here that got anything for? Not in my opinion. <laughs> well, there's Contivate there. Contivate is quarters. a quarter. Yeah, Contivate you know. could be a quarters. But I just don't know that Contivate is as dominant on clay. Mm-hmm. So I, I would expect for Iga to get through that matchup, to be very honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, nice players in here. But, you know, I'm I'm just going with, with Iga for the win. I, I have to do the same, bro. I just don't know that I would see anybody else really being able to 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 get with her. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm gonna keep my eye on Coco Golf though because she had a very nice win today. She um, did taking you know, out Angie Kerber. Yeah, anytime you can take out Kerber, that is a good win. So I'm gonna keep a good eye out on Coco. See if mm-hmm. she can she can make some noise in this tournament and hopefully get, get a little bit of momentum going into the French. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It just, you know, when you're comparing the men's draw to the women's draw right now, it's like the men, well, they're both kind of one sided, right? Cause we just went through the men's draw and immediately went down to like the final four. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess it's not that much diversity there, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, I, but when I look at the women's draw, it's like Iga and, and, and three other ladies. Right, and the rest. Exactly. Right, yeah, you know, Iga and the WTA. <laughs> exactly. You know. Is Osaka even in this draw? Is she in the draw? Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't Who's see up? her. Yeah, I don't know if her head is in it on the clay. Um yeah, she might just be waiting for for the for the for Roland Garros to come, and then she'll right. play that and be like, "All right, I'm cool." Um, let, me, let me just play one more tournament on this clay and get off of this dirt. Right, exactly. Who wants to play on dirt? <laughs> uh, so, well, Matt, we yeah, we are here toward to the end of the show. Um, you know, any final thoughts you got? You know, going into the Italian. Uh, no, man, I just think it'll be some good tennis on both sides, even on the lady side. I know we don't have as much intrigue, but I think that there are some really good matchups there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, hopefully everybody is, uh, you know, you know, uh, geared up and, and, and ready to watch because, you know, we got this and then we'll have that week break. And then it's time for the major Roland Garros. So, hey, man, we, we rolling. Stay French. And, you know. 
I know we ain't really talked about it yet, but you know, Brothers on Tennis gonna be over there, Roland Garros. We're gonna, That's we're right. gonna try to see what's going on. We're gonna be missing our brother Isaac, but you know, <laughs> Bryce and, and Chet and one of our sisters on tennis. Yes. Uh, Marsha uh, is gonna be over there. So we're gonna be giving y'all some little live updates from over there on the dirt. You know, trying to figure out how to keep all that red stuff off me. You know, <laughs> but we're gonna be over there trying to represent like we we brothers. We 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 yeah. <laughs> well, they not they not ready. They not ready, bro. They not ready. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh. y'all, we gonna go ahead and get out of here because we're gonna jump on this Instagram live and see what y'all got to say about Cardito. Yes. Um, real quick. But um, thanks for listening. Like Isaac said, we'll be back next week to talk about the results of the Italian Open and, and really have kind of some new and adjusted thoughts on what might happen at the French Open. Uh, so make sure you tune in and check us out then. So on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, take care.